Welcome back. Hour number two of the Sports Blast here on ESPN New Hampshire. Call in, join the conversation. We're talking NFL divisional round. We've got a couple good games on the docket. It's not the one that uh, everyone here will be paying attention to tonight. Not a good game between the Patriots and the Houston Texans. Uh, But we do have three other football games going on this week that do seem like they have some entertainment value. They should be some close games. So if you want to call in, join the conversation, call in at 603-883-9900 or text us at the Lovering Mitsubishi text line 845-827-1250. Again, the Patriots and the Texans, worst game on the slate this week. Patriots should blow out the Texans, at least on paper, uh, barring some horrible tragedy occurring during the game, uh, a Tom Brady injury, followed by a Jimmy Garoppolo injury, by the way. That's the only way that the Texans really have a chance at winning. You need to injure both Tom Brady and Jimmy Garoppolo. And that's the only way that Houston's got a chance of hanging around in this And Edelman. And probably a wide receiver or two. Yeah. The the Houston Texans really should just be gunning for kneecaps, helmets. They should be gunning for whatever they can. Don't hurt Tom Brady. Well, I don't want it to happen. Don't don't hurt Tom Brady. Saying if they want to have a chance, they don't hurt him. They gotta dive right at his knees, helmet first. No, make his knees buckle backwards. (laughs) Make make him into make make his legs look like an ostrich, basically. Uh, He'd probably still go out on the field and still destroy the they got a they got a chicken wing his legs tonight if they want to stand a chance he'd still he'd still throw touchdowns down the field and then they got to get the galloping chicken out somehow Mm. so they got a chicken leg tom brady (laughs) and then they got a concuss jimmy garoppolo and that's pretty much the only strategy that really works out in houston's favor tonight because even jimmy garoppolo would throw all over this houston team even jacoby Brissett would jacoby Brissett might stand uh less of a chance though only 167 yards and a touchdown, a rushing touchdown last time out. He could run the ball. Then. And it was only a 27-0 victory. Only. Houston, that would cover the spread right now. Poor Houston. <laughs> really. I, I mean, how must it feel for Houston to be coming into Gillette Stadium tonight 16-point underdogs? No one gives them a chance. Do you think they give themselves a chance? Do, they, do you think Houston even believes, the players and coaches, that they stand a chance of winning tonight? Bill Bryan's like, just don't get hurt. Just don't get hurt. <laughs> that's the goal here. That's, Anyone that's gets it. hurt long term, I, I mean, this Houston team is no good. Yeah. They just play in a crappy division. That's why they're even in the postseason. Mm. If Tennessee didn't choke down the stretch, Tennessee would be in the postseason. Well, Mariota also got hurt. They didn't choke. Mariota got hurt. They choked a little bit. They were right there until the final game of the year. No, it was the game before that when he got hurt. All right, I don't remember, I guess, exactly... What happened there with Tennessee? Uh, his, his his fibula, you know. His fibula went out. Yeah, yeah. They got to shoot for the fibula here tonight. Four to six Houston months. Does. They got to go right after Tom Brady's fibula or his ACL. They just got to dive at his legs all <laughs> night. <laughs> really, get it, get as many flags as possible if you're the Houston and Texans in, in order to <laughs> injure Tom Brady. That's your only chance. It really is. I don't want Tom Brady to get injured though. Again. Uh, we're going to spend a little bit of time on some other games here because that game is boring. Garbage. It's hot garbage. Mm. Hot, sweaty garbage. (laughs) So let's uh, (laughs) switch gears and talk about... Well, let's pick up uh, where we left off in the last segment, Pittsburgh and Kansas City. We were talking about uh, the player to watch. It's Tyreek Hill on the offensive side for Kansas City. I think it's Le'Veon Bell on the offensive side for Pittsburgh. I think it's Antonio Brown. You think so? Yeah. In a game where, uh, you know, I, I don't know what the conditions are necessarily going to be. I don't. Cold. It's going to be cold. We know that. There, there could potentially be an ice storm. Cold, icy, windy. I mean, I don't know what's better for. Picture uh, like a luge. I, I feel like that's what it's going to be like. It'll be like a luge. Yeah. So there's going to be uh, like some flooding and then it's going to freeze <laughs> over. Yeah. So the field basically is going to be a hockey rink. That'd be kind of cool. <laughs> it would be kind of cool. Would certainly make things a little bit more interesting. It would hurt getting sacked. Oh my God! Yeah, and Ben Roethlisberger better watch out with his um ankle or whatever his foot injury. Yeah, that permafrost. Right, that's dangerous. Yeah, well, also uh, him slipping, slipping and falling. Big tree fall hard. We know that. Mm-hmm. Big Ben, he goes down. Forget, if Big forget Ben st- falls in the woods. Do you <laughs> hear him fall? <laughs> uh, I think so. <laughs> I think you would. He yeah. would shout. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> he would shout for help. <laughs> but look, I, I think that Pittsburgh just uh, 
just like any other team going up against a good defensive team, it, it, they've they've got to do what they do best on offense, which is hand the ball, the ball off to Le'Veon Bell. And then heave the ball down to Antonio Brown. And just huck it up to Antonio <laughs> Brown. I, I, look at what they did last week against Miami, and I know Miami's a subpar opponent. That pick by Jesse by Jesse James was awesome to let Antonio Brown oh, score yeah. that touchdown. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> look, and look, that's, uh, that's not going to happen against Kansas City, I don't think. No, You're not going to see Antonio Brown rip off a 70-yard touchdown in the first twice. three seconds of this game. <laughs> okay? You're not going to see that. Right. This should be a better game. you got two pretty good opponents here going up against each other. Pittsburgh, for what it's worth, it's the offense. Kansas City's the defense, obviously. That's that's how both teams are going to try and win Though, in this one. Um, the Steelers' defense did step up a little bit against Miami. Sure, it was against Matt Moore. Yeah, it was. It was against Matt Moore. Say no more. Say no more. That's probably what Dolphins fans were saying after his turnovers. <laughs> no more. <laughs> no, 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 no more. Poor Mark. Please. It's okay, Mark. They'll, they'll make it next year, maybe. Who knows? Yeah, I, I mean, maybe. Depends when Tannehill Look, comes Look, the Dolphins back. were a, a bit of a better team this year. They they were. They, they started off, what, 1-4 or something like something that? Something like that. They ripped off a bunch of wins in a row, and they did it without Ryan Tannehill. Dolphins are a so-so team, but they're no Pittsburgh. Look, uh, Pittsburgh's got guys that have experience. they got Big Ben. Le'Veon Bell's there, Antonio Brown, both just elite, elite at their position. Possibly the best two at their position. Le'Veon Bell at the running back position and Antonio Brown at wide receiver might just be the best two at their position in this league. And you can at least make the argument yeah. for both of them. Right. Okay? So, and then you're talking about Big Ben who's got playoff postseason experience, two Super Bowls under his belt. You know, this is a guy that knows how to get it done in the big games. I don't trust Alex Smith to be able to get it done in the big games. And I look at Andy Reid even going up against Mike Tomlin in terms of coaching. And he's I, not ballsy enough. I know I've seen Andy Reid screw up the time clock down the stretch. Well, that's because he's not ballsy enough. Well, and, and I just think at this point it's something that he's, it's not a strength of his. He's probably the best coach that doesn't have a Super Bowl. He could be. Yeah. He's right up there because Andy Reid is a good coach. He's a good schemer. Yeah. There's something about it uh, when, you, when you're getting down to the final minutes. He doesn't know how to operate the clock. He doesn't know how to run the offense when they need a big score. Coming down the stretch, two-minute drill. Well, that's this team isn't built that way. I mean, they're, they they could be though. I, I just think that it. Uh, I mean, even if you're built a certain way, and I know that Kansas City isn't uh, uh, prominently a passing offense. Yeah. You know, but uh, you don't have to be a passing offense to know how to manage the clock. Right. So this is a guy that. Uh, I mean, we've seen it before with him in the postseason. He just doesn't know how to manage the clock down the stretch. I kind of give the coaching edge in that department, at least, in that very narrow department of managing the clock when it matters most to Mike Tomlin. Well, yeah, because he trips people. Well, and because he's got Ben <laughs> Roethlisberger. I don't think we're going to see Tomlin out there tripping people this time. <laughs> you never know. Yeah, but you never know. He's done it before. He, Mike Tomlin has, in fact, walked onto the football field and tripped someone running down the field. Yeah. <laughs> so that was unbelievable. That <laughs> really was. Can you imagine Bill Belichick doing something like that? Bill Belichick going out onto the playing field during play action and tripping someone as he runs down the sideline. That'd be the only time you see him smile. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, anyway, just uh, I, I think that this game goes to Pittsburgh, but we're going to do picks later. And we're just kind of going over this. Literally the next segment. <laughs> uh, now, now, does either opponent scare you, though, if you're the Patriots? Uh, or Pittsburgh. Just, who scares you more? Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Yeah. And and is that? That's because of. Because they can win a shootout. Right. So when we're talking about how can you beat the Patriots, is it you have to outscore them? No, you can also uh, you can out-defense them. Just, and that's what happened against both Super Bowl losses to the Giants. Mm -hmm. They got to Tom Brady, knocked him off his ass, uh, or onto his ass, not mm -hmm. off his ass, onto it. <laughs> yeah, and then off and then on again. <laughs> right. Yeah. But yeah. I, I just feel like you're right. I think you're right. Pittsburgh can win in a shootout. Uh, Kansas City doesn't scare me as much despite the defense. I think that is the way that you beat the Patriots. you got to go... Uh, strength for strength, offense against offense, and try and win in a shootout. And, again, the Texans don't have a, a hope and a prayer doing that tonight. Uh, so I think Pittsburgh is the scarier team. Uh, let's move on, though, from the from the Pittsburgh-Kansas <laughs> yeah, City. We, we only have the a few ice, more minutes. The ice bowl game, as they're going to end up calling it. 
Uh, we've got a really good game, I think, in Atlanta. And I know that people are down on Atlanta because Matt Ryan's 1-4 in the playoffs. He's got a 85.2 QBR in the playoffs. He's, he's actually at- beaten the Seahawks in the playoffs. That's his only win. Right, that's his only victory. And, and you know what? He's been a really uh, a solid regular season quarterback. But it's time to see if he can get the postseason monkey off his back. He's going to win the MVP. Well, I mean, this year, I'm saying uh, throughout the course of his career, he's been a solid regular season guy, and he's choked in the playoffs. Well, he hasn't been to the playoffs since 2012. That's fair. It has been a while for him. That's because Atlanta's defense has been dreadful. They they actually improved defensively. I think Vic Beasley is a big reason why. I agree. I think they are a better defensive team. I think they're a good home team. And Seattle, by the way, not a very good road team. Yeah, but they've had some... Solid outings on the road. They can this win. Year. Yeah, they can win. They're still a good team, but they're not as good uh, on the road, obviously, as they right. are at home in Seattle. Right. Uh, I don't even know if Seattle's as scary as they've been in the past. I mean, how how does their banged up defense impact your opinion on their chances to win on the road here against I, Atlanta? I still think their defense is solid. I think I think Sherman. Uh, they, no one throws to Sherman. It, wherever Sherman is. And if he, sh- I don't think he's gonna shadow Julio Jones, but that side of the field's gonna be blanketed, like because no one throws there. The last week, I think he was thrown to twice. Isn't that sort of ridiculous though that he won't shadow him if he does go to the other side? It's because I-, I would have him uh, follow it's, Julio Jones. It's because Jones if you look at his numbers this year, like it's ridiculous. He's allowed. I think all of his touchdowns have been on the other uh, when he's been on the other side. Right, and I think he plays on the left side. That's his strong side, which is the offense right side. Right, uh, <laughs> and so uh, when you're talking about a uh, right-handed quarterback, that's why he defends the left side because the right-handed quarterback is going to be looking in that direction. Right, uh, but. I, I think it's absurd that Richard Sherman, with the amount of money that Seattle pays him to be he, one of the top corners uh, in the league, can't just go to the other side of the field and shadow the opposing offense's biggest threat. Maybe one of the biggest wide receiving threats in the league, if yeah. not the biggest, in Julio Jones. Well, I think they have good secondary corners as well, uh, so that would help. I, I think I, Earl Thomas is the one that's out, right? Thomas is out. Yeah, th- th- I think that hurts like the interior defense, stopping Freeman and Coleman. Uh, I think that's the only way that Atlanta can like dominate this game is if they can get a running game going. Sure. Because sure, yeah. Matt Ryan, uh, for all that he's he's done in the regular season, he's one and four in the postseason, uh, and uh, I mean that that's tough to get that kind of monkey off your back. Yeah, he's going to have to try and step up and do something against a defense that's proven that they're they're ready to go in the postseason. Right. Every, every Year in and year out, Seattle's going to be there. They're just one of those teams. And, it's and the coaching, three of those it's the losses are one and dones. Right, and it's Russell Wilson, too. I mean, you can't forget about Russell Wilson in this one. He's being overshadowed a little bit because we're talking about the guy who's probably going to be the MVP on the other side and Matt Ryan being the quarterback for Atlanta. Yeah, and Wilson has started looking like himself. He's running, and yep. I don't know if you saw – did you see that catch by Baldwin last week? That was – Oh, yeah. Oh. oh, my God. Well, what about the two catches by uh, Richardson? I know only one yeah. went for the touchdown, but that one-handed grab by Richardson. In the end zone, yeah. My gosh, Seattle uh, – I don't know about that, though. It was kind of like offensive pass interference a Yeah, but bit. what a catch to, yeah. to haul that one in. <laughs> Ridiculous. And, and I never – My favorite one was the Doug Baldwin touchdown when he – Stole it from uh, Curse. Yeah, uh, yeah, because <laughs> yeah, was, they had Curse two, was all alone. Two guys <laughs> wide open, wide open, and the, and Baldwin steals it right away from uh, from Curse, and it was a great grab. But yeah. if he had missed it, it wouldn't have mattered because Curse would have caught it for a touchdown anyway. Right. So I've never even looked at Seattle's wideouts as as a threat. I've oh. never thought they've had the strongest wide receiving core, but they seem to step up when it matters most, and right. they do it and, in the postseason. And you, everyone forgets about Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Graham, Jimmy Graham, when he wasn't hurt this year, he was one of the best tight ends in the league. He's soft. I, I don't care about Jimmy Graham. He, uh, he can make a catch. He or can't two. block. He no. can't. He can't block for crap. He doesn't make tough plays. No. You, you, he's a he's a wide receiver in a tight end's body. If Atlanta's <laughs> if Atlanta's linebackers are gonna hit uh, Jimmy Graham today, coming across the slaughter, just make him scared to catch the football. That's all you got to do with Jimmy Graham because he's like a graham cracker. He's just gonna fall apart. He'll crumble. Well, only if you dip him in milk. Well, I don't know. Uh, well, whatever. <laughs> uh, so, di- so, so, dip him in milk, and uh, and make him scared for his life. Yeah, because uh, Jimmy Graham Cracker is gonna crumble. If Vic Beasley can get to Wilson, uh, it might be a long day for Seattle. But mm-hmm. Russell Wilson stepping out of the pocket, running, throwing on the run—that's that's 
It's going to be tough if if he starts doing that. Is anyone else even on the hot seat in this game except for Matt Ryan? No, because the coach is new-ish. Yep. Um, Julio Jones. Maybe a little bit. A little bit. himself in the postseason. He's, he hasn't he, really he, been there. He, he's had three games. One of the games he had 140 yards and two touchdowns. The other games he's had 60 yards. So it's it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, Freeman, this is his first shot at the playoffs. Coleman as well. Yeah. I don't know how, how much pressure is going to be on them. I don't think there's any pressure on Seattle to win this one. They're on the road. I think all the pressure's on Atlanta and Matt right. Ryan to pull, to pull out a victory. They had the bye. Yep. They, At home. Yeah. And the Georgia Dome. The last season of the Georgia Dome. Yeah, Matt Ryan's got something to prove with that 1-4 and four record. See if he can go 2-4 and because if he goes 1-5, and five, he becomes that quarterback that just can't get it done. He's a yeah. choke artist at it, that point if he he's goes 1-5. He's not Matty Ice. He's Matty can't. <laughs> <laughs> Matty Iced? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right? that works. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Matty hot garbage. <laughs> let's uh <laughs> let's move on to the uh final game here while we've still got a little bit of time. We'll Green talk about Bay, this one real quick. Green Bay at Dallas, and it's uh and maybe we'll talk a little bit more about this later when we when do we our do picks too. Because which is next segment. Because <laughs> I think this is the best game of the weekend here. Green Bay at Dallas. Uh Sunday at four forty. Uh, do you object to that? Do, uh, don't you think this is the best game on the docket this week? I agree. I, I think this one's going to be close, and there's a lot of great storylines in it, too. Like, mm-hmm. Can Aaron Rodgers keep up this hot streak? Can uh, Jerry Jones cry uh, on live well, television? Wh- why do you even <laughs> ask that? Why would he be crying? <laughs> because it's because he's so emotional that the Cowboys are finally in the postseason? No, it's because and at the end hype? of the game that Green Bay's going to win it, and he'll be sad. So you think based. Green Bay's taking this one, yeah. <laughs> I mean, will Jordy Nelson not being there be a detriment to the Packers' offense, or will it be like last week where Jordy Nelson went down and all uh, of a sudden the Packers' offense right. got, <laughs> like, worlds better? And Fuego. He got, he got red hot. Unbelievable. <laughs> and, and, you know, uh, we're going to have to talk about this one a little bit more later in the show because I we'll, know we're we'll running out of time here. We'll talk about picks because the there's only lines. the two of us. <laughs> My gosh. Uh, Dak Prescott, Zeke Elliott being rookies, being the rookie sensations that they were, going up against a more battle-tested, playoff-ready team, a team that's been to the playoffs before, and a quarterback that, and Aaron Rodgers, man, if he plays like he did last week against the Giants, and if he plays like he has down the stretch here in those final six games when they did run the table, just like he said they would, if they get that Aaron Rodgers, I'm surpri- I don't know if anyone can beat I'm the I'm surprised Packers. they didn't spell relax again. R-E-L-A-C-K-S. Relax. Reslax. Reslax? No. <laughs> no, we can't reslax. Relax, said Aaron Rodgers. And uh, Well, that was two years ago, right? Yeah. There's always something with Rodgers. Uh, two years ago it was relax. This year is we're going to run the table. They have so far. Aaron Rodgers, if he pl- again, if he plays the way he did last week and how he's been playing these past couple of weeks, I don't think anyone can stop him. Well, I mean, Dallas's defense isn't They're pretty good. No, they're not. They're pretty good. No, they're not. You got, uh, Who do I they have? I don't know. I don't know anyone. I don't watch no Dallas one. enough. But look, they, they've done enough, <laughs> they've obviously. They've won offensively, not defensively. Sure. They, their primary objective in this game has to be to keep the ball out of the hands of Aaron Rodgers. Right. By so, running the football like yeah. they have all year with Ezekiel Elliott to set up the pass for, das- for Dak Prescott. And they're going to have to manage the clock. They're going to have to manage it to a T. Because if you let Aaron Rodgers control the game and control the pace, Dallas can't win. Right. Dallas will not win against Green Bay if they allow Aaron Rodgers to be the one who controls the game. Uh, real quick, before we go to break, do you think whoever wins that one ends up representing the NFC in the Super Bowl? Maybe. I say yes. <laughs> I think it's uh, whoever comes out of this one, Green Bay, Dallas, that's the team that you're going to end well, up playing Seattle in the Super Bowl. Well, Seattle wins the other one, and it's Seattle... Green Bay. Seattle doesn't scare me as much as either of these two teams. That I and I know that Dallas doesn't have the experience, but there's something going on in Dallas. Right? Is that That's why that, I want them to lose, so it's kinda like, oh Well, I think see like if you're then the they Patriots, have question marks. I would rather have Dallas beat Green Bay. Take Aaron if you're the Patriots and you're oh, already I looking would, ahead to I the wanna, Super Bowl. I want to watch that Super Bowl. Oh, I would though. love it. Aaron Rodgers. I, as, as a football fan, Brady <laughs> Rogers. Football heaven. Yeah. Oh, my God, I want to see that game. <laughs> but if we're, if we're talking about who do you not want to face if you're the Patriots? I, I, I don't care. I want to see that. Oh. But if you're talking about it. I, I don't want to talk about it. I want to watch but it. But if you are. <laughs> if you're the Patriots and you're wondering who are you scared of in the NFC. You're not scared of anyone. You know, we'll talk you, more about this it. anyway. We'll talk <laughs> more about this anyway because there's actually a couple good quarterbacks out there in the NFC. 
to to uh, you know it's Brady and Roethlisberger over here. I just want to know like if Dallas does lose, do they start having the conversation? Should Tony Romo still start for us? They will have that conversation. Exactly. Uh, they've <laughs> had the conversation week to week <laughs> since Tony Romo got healthy. Uh, they might even have the conversation if uh, if the game gets a little out of hand in Green Bay's favor. Right. Do you put Tony Romo in and see if he can salvage the playoffs for right. you? We'll see what happens. But that, I think, is the best game on the docket this week in the divisional round. Uh, I mean, he did he did throw the only touchdown pass uh, in Week 17. Yeah, that's Week 17, though. They were already in. I know. It doesn't matter. But he still threw one. A completely meaningless game. <laughs> he still threw one. Yeah, it was on his first drive out, too. Exactly. Right? Yeah. It's a little Bledsoe-like. <laughs> right. He came in, he tossed a touchdown pass. You know, maybe he was hoping... <laughs> Maybe I've proven myself here on this drive. Maybe they're going to put me back out there. Put me back out there, coach. <laughs> Sorry, but the kid's going back out there for the playoffs. And uh, and that's the right move by Dallas. This is Dak Prescott's team. And I know that the notion is still out there, Tony Romo. Maybe maybe you consider it if it's a blow. You don't even consider it. This is Dak's team going forward. That, that's for this postseason run, however long it lasts, and next season. Prescott and Elliott. That's the Dallas Cowboys of the future. We're going to talk more about this game. We'll talk more about the other games. We've got NFL picks coming up in the next segment. 603-883-9900 is the call-in line. Again, if you want to join the conversation, we're just talking NFL football this show. We'll be right back with your NFL picks after this short break. ESPN NHRadio.com. This is the most beautiful thing I ever seen. Find the latest schedules, show blogs, podcasts, and all the breaking sports news in our area. From high school to the pros. Awesome. Want some new apparel? Yeah, baby. <laughs> Visit ESPN NHRadio.com for shirts, hats, and all things ESPN New Hampshire. Woo! We've got it all here. Just visit our website at ESPN NHRadio.com. Corporal John Vale was injured on patrol in Kuwait. The truck flipped, a vehicle landed on me. I realized I can't move my legs. I'm looking for one person, one contact that can help me. When John arrived at the VA, there was someone, Stephen Bush of Paralyzed Veterans of America. He helped John with his claim and became his advocate to get him back into life. When I approach someone that's newly injured, I want them to feel comfortable that they're not alone. For over 65 years, Paralyzed Veterans of America, through their national service officers, has helped hundreds of thousands of veterans get the care and benefits they've earned. And their service is free to America's veterans and their families. If you need help with a claim or just navigating the system, contact us at pva.org. Paralyzed Veterans of America, changing lives, building futures. Do you really floss after you brush? If you don't, you're not alone. I'm Risa Jill Miller. According to a new Harris poll for the American Academy of Periodontology, or AAP, over a quarter of U.S. adults lie to their dentists about how often they floss. And flossing is important, especially in Los Angeles, where locals say a smile's the first thing they notice in someone they're attracted to, versus folks in Chicago or Houston. Dr. Joan Otomo Cordial, AAP president in L.A. The AAP recommends flossing at least once a day, brushing your teeth and below the gum twice a day and receiving a comprehensive periodontal evaluation to prevent periodontal disease, which can cause tooth loss and increase your risk for other diseases. The survey also shows that a third of Americans would rather wash dirty dishes or sit in traffic than floss. How can we take action? The good news is, with timely and proper care, gum disease is treatable and often reversible. A periodontist has the training and expertise to help determine the right treatment. So love the gums you're with and log on to perio.org for a periodontist near you. Does your child have dreams? Some babies are born with SCID, a serious defect of the immune system. Fortunately, my son Andy was screened, diagnosed, treated, and cured. With newborn screening, Andy and every child can have a lifetime of dreams. All newborns need to be screened for SCID. A simple test may save your baby's life. Jeffrey Modell Foundation, helping children reach for their dreams. To learn more, talk to your doctor or visit our website at info4pi.org. Scores, standings, trades, and breaking news. This is your ESPN New Hampshire update. 
Following a bye week during Wild Card Weekend, the Patriots will open up their postseason tonight against the Houston Texans in the AFC Divisional Round. Both teams are healthy and ready to go. Only Malcolm Mitchell still listed as questionable on the injury report for the Pats as of yesterday. Game time temperature in Foxborough will be about 17 degrees. Kickoff from Gillette Stadium is at 8.15. You can catch the game on CBS. Elsewhere in the divisional round, Seattle travels to Atlanta to begin their playoff action. Kickoff tonight is at 4.35 on Fox. Also on Fox tomorrow, Green Bay is in Dallas to take on the Cowboys. Kickoff there is at 4.40. And due to a potentially treacherous ice storm hitting Kansas City tomorrow, the Chiefs and the Steelers will play their game at 8.20. You can catch that one on NBC. Isaiah Thomas was working his magic last night. He dropped a game-winning bucket with 2.4 seconds remaining on the clock to lift the Celtics to a 103-101 win over the Hawks. Thomas finished with a game-high 28 points. The Green are off until Monday when they take on Charlotte. And the Bruins are back in action today. Tuka Rask will likely make the start and goal after taking a puck to the neck area during Thursday's game in Nashville. They'll need him to be good as they try and take down the Flyers in a matinee game. Puck drops from TD Garden at 1 o'clock. This Sports Center update is brought to you by Budweiser. This Bud's for you. I'm David Pollard. Don't go anywhere. The Sports Blast continues live from the ESPN New Hampshire studio in Nashua right now. I couldn't I couldn't find the actual one. This is great. Gonna find the bed. No, I love it. But that's okay. No, the second that the bed changed up here, I'm hearing this in my ear, in my earlobes, and I'm getting fired up for some football now. That's what we need. What is this? This sounds like uh, something from a Christopher Nolan movie. It's Mind Heist by Zach something or other. Okay. I mean, it sounds like it's from Batman. Zach Hemsey. Or Inception. This is actually from the Madden twenty uh, Madden twelve soundtrack. Well, that's pretty sweet. Yeah. I like this. All right, so this is going to be our bed. We've got uh, NFL picks this segment. Of course, we do this every week. And uh, I believe as of right now, Mark remains in the lead. Yes, and since in the playoffs we do things a little differently, we have three things. Uh, like if you, So if you get the game correctly, you get the and if you can you get the other two things correct. Mm-hmm. And if you get bo- everything correct, you get another extra win. Right, so there's bonus points essentially. So in the if playoffs. you go three and zero in all the picks for that one game, you go four and zero. Correct. So it's now percentage points. Right. Well, and you get the additional points for picking uh, against the spread. Right. That's and what, for yeah. picking against the over under. Right. So yeah, we're gonna go based on percentage points uh, for the rest of the for the remainder. It's, right. It's been a while. It has been a while <laughs> since we've been updated. Okay. Um, but I've been keeping track. Very nice. Every week. And Mark is still in the lead. Yes. He's Where at, Where's the rest of us? He's at 65.15%. Okay. Uh, Ashish is in second at 64.04%. Not too far behind. I'm at 63.01. Okay. And you're at 62.16. Ooh. Okay. Well, we're all, we're all sort of bunched up there, though. Yeah. Like, uh, what's that? <laughs> Three percentage points apart from each other? Yeah. Not bad. So I still got a chance, even though I'm uh, in last place. But uh, this segment belongs to you, Brian. So yes, if you want to kick us off. Yeah, we'll start with get it started. the first game, Seattle at Atlanta, which is Atlanta's favored by five. And the over-under is at 51 and a half. It's a pretty big over-under. It is. Uh, well, especially when you consider Seattle's defense, I feel like. It's, uh, it's quite well, a large Well, the last time these two teams faced in the playoffs, the shootout. final was 30-28. Mm-hmm. So. Does make sense. Uh, for me, I think this is the year Atlanta finally breaks through. Okay. Uh, I know that's sort of going against the grain. Seattle is definitely the, the more battle-tested team, especially in the postseason. Uh, they seem to perform at their best when it matters most. Seattle does. They're well-coached. they got a great defense. They got a quarterback who's been there and proven that he's not going to choke when it matters most. Russell Wilson has won one Super Bowl, been to another one. It was a, uh, was a Malcolm Butler throw, uh, not getting picked off away from winning yet another Super Bowl. He was really a Marshawn Lynch handoff away from winning another Super Bowl. We all know how that turned out. But to me, this is Matt Ryan's game. This is his season. He's the MVP this year. And for really no other reason than that, I got to give them the edge because I have to believe that Matt Ryan's going to come through here. 
following the season that he had, he's got his uh, full arsenal of weapons. They got a great offense. When you're talking about Devontae Freeman there as the running back, and you got Julio Jones as his main wideout threat. This is a team that can run the football, they can throw the football, and I think they're going to give Seattle all that they can handle on the offensive side of the football. On the flip side, I think that they'll be able to stand a chance to stop Russell Wilson in the Seattle offense. Again, I've never been high on the Seattle offense. So if you're, if you're giving uh, the wideouts of Seattle a little bit of a test here, if you're covering them well, uh, you might see a couple drops. Uh, maybe they get demoralized a little bit on offense. Well, I don't know if Baldwin's going to drop anything after the catch he made last week. Well, Baldwin is by far <laughs> the, the go-to guy. Did you on see this that team. catch? Uh, he it looked like it was dead to rights, and he just like clung it to his butt. Uh, I don't know how he did it. Yeah. I really don't. He did. He <laughs> caught it with his ass. He caught it with his ass, and it was a and it was a good catch. Yeah. Look, Baldwin is definitely their biggest threat. You know, you can talk about the the guy Richardson. He had two phenomenal catches, but he also had a drop pass that was right in his chest. You know, so I I don't know uh, too much about. The Atlanta defense, to be honest. I haven't watched them all that often. It's not good. But I don't think that the Seattle offense is all that good either. And for that reason, I, I take Atlanta to win this game at home. I do give Seattle the spread. It's a, it's a, Atlanta's getting five points. So I, get, I take Seattle on the spread. This is going to be a close game. Mm -hmm. It's the Seahawks. It's not like it's going to be a blowout or anything like right. that. So I give, it, I give it to Atlanta. They're going to win a close game. Seattle's going to beat the spread. And give me the under on 51.5. I think it's going to be a bit of a rock fight. I really do. Uh, Seattle's going to at least temper the offense, the high-flying offense of the Atlanta Falcons. And I think that uh, Seattle's offense, again, it's it's underwhelming. So I don't think they're going to put up too many points. Give me – it's going to be something like a 25-20, 24-21 game. That's what I think. That, so Atlanta's going to take it in a close one. That's what I think too. But I am I think Seattle wins this game. I, I think – Atlanta, uh, they're good, but I think they're they're overrated. I, I Matt Ryan has always been that quarterback that has shown at times if you pressure him, he will throw picks. He's he's I, he's one of the leading uh, NFL passers in NFL history to throw red zone interceptions. <laughs> so that ain't good. If you pressure him, and they still can pressure the quarterback, Seattle can. So. Even without Earl Thomas, I feel like it, this is going to be a Michael Bennett type of game where they're going to just try to attack Matt Ryan. Mm -hmm. Because if he makes mistakes, they're big ones. Yeah, absolutely. That he's is, thrown a lot of picks. He's thrown a lot of pick sixes in his career. And if you blanket Julio Jones, he can't. It, there's no one else really to throw to. They, right. ha they have playmakers, but they can't make the big plays like Julio Jones can. Sure. Yeah, if you give Matt Ryan time of day to right. be able to throw, he will throw all over you. Right. But I agree. If if Seattle's going to go with the pass rush and try and get to the quarterback. Right. And there's not mu as much pressure as if Seattle was like the home team. Right. And, and uh, you know, this is this is it for Matt Ryan. This is a real test. Right. This is a tough defense, especially in the postseason. So this is his time right. he's to show. He's 31. He needs to. He's old, man. He's yeah. getting up there in age. Yeah. Doesn't feel like long ago he came into the league. And again, he's, he's been a great regular season quarterback. He has. He hasn't made the playoffs since 12, so it'll be interesting to see if he can step up. Exactly. Yeah. It's his time to show that he has ice in his veins, like his nickname says, Matty right. Ice. But So Seattle wins. Seattle obviously covers the spread, and I'm going under. Did you go over under? I went under. Under? Okay. So we're going to skip Houston, New England for now. Okay. We'll save that for last. We'll come back. We'll do Green Bay at Dallas because that's technically now the next game. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Uh, okay, so Green Bay at Dallas. Uh, give, you know what? I think we're going to disagree on this one uh, just like we did the last one. Uh, give me Dallas. Give me Dallas to win this game. I think that they've got something special going on down there with Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott. And I know that they're both rookies. I know that it's an unproven squad down there the Cowboys in Jerry's world, but man, they got something going on, and they they are coming off the bye week. They're at home. I know that it's really not a home field advantage when you're talking about uh, Green Bay. You know, they can pretty much play anywhere. It's not like they're going to be in the frozen tundra. That might have been a, a better advantage for them if Dallas had to go up to Green Bay and play in the cold, but Green Bay can play anywhere, and it's because Aaron Rodgers. 
Aaron Rodgers is the best player on the field tomorrow when this game starts. And he's definitely the biggest threat to Dallas losing the game. So I think if Dallas is able to manage the football like they've done all year, uh, you talked about how their defense might even be a little bit overrated just because their offense does such a good job at clock management and controlling the football, keeping the other team's offense off the field. That is the key to this game for Dallas. They've got to establish a run game, which will then set up the passing game for Dak Prescott because we know this Cowboys team, they're run first. They're handing the ball to Zeke Elliott. If the Packers can stop the run and make them a one-dimensional team on which, offense... Which they have been. Uh, did you... Did you you watched the game last week against the Giants. The yeah, well, the Giants can't run. Well, I know. The but, Giants have no run game. But if you're able to do what Green Bay did and get to the quarterback as well. Well, it's not going to be easy because Dallas has one of the best offensive lines, the, if not the best. They have the best. In football. Line. They, and, they should win MVP. Yeah, the offensive <laughs> line should be the MVP this year for the Dallas Cowboys. Absolutely. I, I, you know what? It's not even really uh, hyperbole there. Right. They, they have been... The MVP of the Dallas Cowboys, at the very least this year, that offense. Oh, I meant of the uh, NFL. You could even make that <laughs> argument. I'm not kidding. I mean, that's how they've succeeded. The offensive line being as good as it is has allowed for Zeke Elliott to come onto the scene and burst onto the scene as one of the better rookie quarterbacks we've seen in recent years. And then you're talking about a rookie quarterback in, Des in Dak Prescott. A rookie quarterback is not going to have the season Dak Prescott just did without a great offensive line protecting him, giving him time to do what he needs to do. Exactly. So, I, in my opinion, Green Bay is not going to be able to get to the quarterback. They will struggle to stop the run, and it's because of the offensive line of Dallas. They're also coming off that bye week, so they've had a little bit more rest. I think they're going to be focused and dialed in. The offensive line is going to perform well. Zeke Elliott is going to run the football well. They're going to control the ball. They're going to control the pace. They're going to keep Aaron Rodgers off the field as much as possible. I still think it's a close game. Green Bay is going to beat that four-and-a-half spread. Uh, but give me the under on this one as well. I think as you go further and further into the postseason, it becomes more about the defense. And I think that these high-scoring games, these shootouts, they sort of disappear the further and further you get into the playoffs. So give me Dallas to win, Green Bay to beat the spread, which Dallas is getting four-and-a-half points, and give me the under. Uh, under 52 and a half. So you were right. We are going to disagree because I'm picking Green Bay because Aaron Rodgers is hot fire right now. Oh, yeah. And he's using all the weapons. And Jared Cook is starting to come to life. Sure, there's no Jordy Nelson, but this Dallas secondary is awful. Well, and it's that other thing, right? You take away the binky. And all of a sudden, he starts spreading the ball around. He yeah. just throws it to the open guy. Yeah. It, 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 I do the same thing with Carolina with Calvin Benjamin. Because mm -hmm. when he was out la last year, they went 15-1. and one. Right. But this year, he Cam Newton just couldn't throw the ball anyway. But, yeah. That yeah, was, and that. Benjamin wasn't even really targeted all that often. No, he was. He was. Down the stretch, he wasn't. Uh, yeah, Because he was nursing an injury. Yeah. You know, at the beginning of the year, yeah. That's and what he started was, to but... throw the ball a little bit better towards the end of the year. Came so, the... I mean, I, I agree with the analogy as it relates to Green Bay, but Aaron Rodgers is uh, by far oh, a more yeah. elite quarterback. Oh, yeah. And when, when you give Aaron Rodgers a little bit of time, yeah. he's going to find the open guy. Yep. And, I mean, Ty Montgomery should be able to run the ball a little bit uh out of the backfield, along with Christine Michael, mm -hmm. who is who looked good, who is still the Seattle Seahawks' leading rusher. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, go for it. So Green Bay winning. Green Bay obviously covers the spread, and I have the over. I think it's going to be a shootout. I think it's going to come down to the. I think it's going to come down to the, like the final play of the game. Oh yeah, I can see that. I could. One. I could see another hail mary by Aaron Rodgers. Oh, if that happens, Dallas deserves to lose. <laughs> Are you kidding me? It, it already happened once in Wild Card Weekend. You're telling me that they're not going to be able to defend a Hail Mary pass from Aaron Rodgers? Well, All I, you got to do is is chuck the guy out of the end zone. You also have to be behind the last defender. I mean, the last yeah. receiver. Bat and, the ball out of the air. Keep right. your eye on the football. Run to it and, and uh, you know, b bat it out of the air. Yeah. It's one right. of the worst defensive plays I've ever seen by the Giants last week we against have, Green Bay. We have Pittsburgh. At Kansas City. All right. I like Pittsburgh in this one. Uh, the spread here is one and a half, so it's the closest spread according to Vegas. Yes. Uh, and that's Kansas City getting the one and a half. I think that's just because they're the home team, and the home team automatically gets, gets three, three points. points. <laughs> Pittsburgh uh, essentially then is favored by one and a half if this were on neutral turf, but it's not. Kansas City definitely has a home field advantage. That stadium can get pretty loud, and it can be difficult for the opposing offense to operate in there. 
with all that noise. But Pittsburgh, to me, man, they're just they're the more elite offense. They're the more elite team. They got the better quarterback. They got the best wide receiver, the best running back, arguably, in the league. Definitely in this game. There's no other weapons on offense that can compare uh, at either of those, uh, any of those three positions. Alex Smith cannot compete with Ben Roethlisberger. Tyreek Hill cannot compete with Antonio Brown. I don't even know who's running the football for Kansas City these days. I don't know either. I don't even know. Is it Spencer Ware? Probably. I think it's Spencer Ware. <laughs> you know, Jamal Charles, obviously not there anymore. Uh, it's whatever. Well, he Le'vi- might come back. He'll Le'Veon come back. Bell, though, I got to say, might be the most dangerous player in any uh, uh, in the whole postseason right now. I think he is the best player in the playoffs Well, right he averaged now. 150 yards from scrimmage every game. And he had 167 and a touchdown last week. And I know, again, it's against Miami, so it, it's sort of, uh, you know, you can't you got to take that with a grain of salt. But, right. man, Le'Veon Bell, he's better than anyone I've ever seen at being patient, waiting for the hole to open up. And the Pittsburgh offensive line opens it up just enough for him to squeak through, and he's he, all of a sudden. And then he's elusive as well. Right. He, can, he, can, he does so many cutbacks and. I can't remember how many times just watching this guy throughout the course of the season, you think he's going to lose yards, and all of a sudden it's a 8-10 to 10 to 15, 20-yard game. Right. It, you know, so Le'Veon Bell, to me, he's the guy. He's going to have a big game in the ice in Kansas City. I think he's going to rip off another 150, maybe even two touchdowns because he can catch the football as well. Uh, so I think he's the star of the game here uh, because the run game is going to take over in the incremental weather. And Pittsburgh's going to win. They're going to beat the spread there for. And again, give me the under. Give me the under in this game because the Pittsburgh offense and the Kansas City offense, for that matter, they're going to be tempered by the weather. Yep. The weather's going to be bad, so I don't think this is a shootout. Uh, Kansas City's defense, good enough to stop Pittsburgh from scoring a bunch of points. But at the same time, Kansas City, their offense kind of sucks. I hate their offense, in fact. Alex yeah. Smith is one of the most boring quarterbacks in the NFL to me. So give me Pittsburgh. They're the more elite and more exciting team. Yeah, I was thinking Pittsburgh, but I just like the home field advantage for Kansas City, and I think that it plays a huge factor in this, along with the cold weather. Uh, Pittsburgh does has played in the cold weather before, but I just think Kansas City is going to be able to manage the clock well. For the first time in Kansas City history. <laughs> yeah. Andy I mean, Reid's history. It's going out on a limb there because they cannot manage the clock. Kansas Andy, City wins, Andy covers Reed the spread, that. and it's going to be the under. That's okay. what I pick. We need to be quick about this last one. Houston uh, at New England. This, uh, this is not a problem to be quick at. Uh, <laughs> New England wins. New England beats the spread. And give me the over. 44 and a half? The Patriots might score 45 on their own. It might be they might score 45 on their own. They won't even need Houston to tack on for this over under. So give me the Patriots. They're going to kill that 16 point spread and they're going to crush the over on top of it. I agree Blow with you out. on all of that. Except I think the final will be like 35-10. Could be. Yeah. So it's going to just get the over. <laughs> yep. Yep, I feel you on that. And we're done. And that is uh, divisional round NFL picks. Excellent, excellent. Uh, what are we even gonna talk about after this? No uh, idea. So we we've done NFL picks. We've gone over. How about we talk about uh, Tom Brady, his season, relative to how he's done in the past? Because I, I believe Ashish may have uh, entered this little topic here for us to talk about. Okay. Uh, is this Tom Brady's best year of his career? There's a lot to choose from there. So I don't know if we'll even come up with a decisive answer. Yeah, probably not. But we are going to discuss it after the break. We're going to make radio great again. We are going to make radio great again. We really will. You're listening to the Sports Blast on ESPN New Hampshire. We'll be right back. 1250 ESPN New Hampshire. Manchester's local ESPN. Which is worse, a trip to the hospital or the fees and bills that come with it? At the Bedford Ambulatory Surgical Center, they provide a comfortable and friendly environment while offering high-quality imaging for open MRI and low-dose CAT scans and ultrasounds, all at an affordable price. Their modern technology allows for accurate diagnosis while ensuring complete patient comfort and safety. For more information or to set up an appointment, please call 603-622-3670 or visit bedfordsurgical.com or baskimaging.com. Outdoor Almanac. 
brought to you by New Hampshire Fish and Games Wildlife Journal. The good news is, how would you grade your time outdoors last year? Well, if you're like many, you'd say it was good, just not enough of it. And if you didn't get a deer, a five-pound salmon, or a monster bass or pike, well, then there's room for improvement. The good news is, 2017 is a brand new year, and you get to do it all over again. I hear from folks that they're too busy to hunt and fish. Sorry, I don't buy that. You have to make being outdoors a priority. I'm not saying it's always going to be easy to find the time to get away for a while, but when you do, the time spent outdoors will be well worth it. For 2017, make plans to be outdoors in New Hampshire and don't settle for anything less. Hunting, fishing, trapping, canoeing, hiking, or wildlife watching. There are plenty of choices, and the good news is you don't have to choose just one. Outdoor Almanac is brought to you by New Hampshire Fish and Game's Wildlife Journal, the magazine for people with outside interests. Hi, I'm Johnny Erickson Tata. Sometimes people make assumptions about what someone with a disability can or cannot do. For 15-year-old Katrin, who has cerebral palsy, her disability leaves her unable to speak or move. But Katrin can see and hear. So it's a little awkward when people are standing around her and talking about her. But instead of Katrin and her family brushing others off, they attached a sign to her wheelchair that says, Hi, I'm Katrin. I hear and understand everything you say, but I cannot speak. I can answer questions using yes or no, so please ask me if I need my communication board. Thanks for talking with me. (laughs) By showing people how to communicate with her, Katrin is helping change attitudes and is building relationships. When it comes to connecting with someone who has a disability, it just takes a little communication and a little understanding. Interested in pursuing a career in radio or television? Visit NHAB.org, the online home of the New Hampshire Association of Broadcasters. Visit our online job bank at NHAB.org to view current job openings and even post your resume for potential employers. Students, visit NHAB.org to apply for the NHAB Student Broadcaster Scholarship and learn about available internships. NHAB.org, the online source of Granite State Broadcasting. Scores, standings, trades, and breaking news. This is your ESPN New Hampshire update. Following a bye week during Wild Card Weekend, the Patriots will open up their postseason tonight against the Houston Texans in the AFC Divisional Round. Both teams are healthy and ready to go. Only Malcolm Mitchell still listed as questionable on the injury report for the Pats as of yesterday. Game time temperature in Foxborough will be about 17 degrees. Kickoff from Gillette Stadium is at 8.15. You can catch the game on CBS. Elsewhere in the divisional round, Seattle travels to Atlanta to begin their playoff action. Kickoff tonight is at 435 on Fox. Also on Fox tomorrow, Green Bay is in Dallas to take on the Cowboys. Kickoff there is at 440. And due to a potentially treacherous ice storm hitting Kansas City tomorrow, the Chiefs and the Steelers will play their game at 820. You can catch that one on NBC. Isaiah Thomas was working his magic last night. He dropped the game-winning bucket with 2.4 seconds remaining on the clock to lift the Celtics to a 103-101 victory over Atlanta. Thomas finished with a game-high 28 points. The Green are off until Monday when they take on Charlotte. And the Bruins are back in action today, taking on the Flyers in a matinee game. Puck drops from TD Garden in about 20 minutes. This Sports Center update is brought to you by Apple Therapy, bringing you back to your life. Visit AppleTherapy.com. I'm David Pollard. Don't go anywhere. The Sports Blast continues live from the ESPN New Hampshire studio in Nashua right now. Well, we're back, everybody. Guess who else is back? Shady. Shady's back. <laughs> Shady's been back. You know who else is back? Brady's back. Brady's been back for a little while now, too. Unbelievable to think that this season began with Tom Brady suspended for four games for Deflategate, which is thankfully over. Remember Deflategate 2? Sequels are never as successful as the original, huh? It, it didn't even get like a like a. Nobody second. went to see it. No, no one went to see it. No, no one went to see Deflategate 2. Not even Cadell. Everyone loved Deflategate 1. Mm-hmm. It lasted like 18 months. Lasted forever. <laughs> that was huge. Nobody went to see Deflategate 2. No one cared about it. Mm. Sequels are never Not successful. even the teams. The teams didn't even care. They were like, eh. Yeah, they really didn't. Apparently the Giants, what, they launched a uh, complaint to the league? And then they are like, eh. And then they were like, oh, you know what? 
We didn't really even mean to complain about that. <laughs> Not a big deal. We don't mm-hmm. care. Giants are out now. We happy the Giants are out? Uh, yes. I didn't want to see them again. No. Tom Coughlin being I d- their coach, I did kind of want him to beat them. It would have been nice. You yeah. know, but I don't think they're the same team without Tom Coughlin. I really right. don't. Uh, right. Ben McAdoo. Now he's with the Jaguars. Clearly didn't have uh, much Tom control Coughlin. over over the team. Well, it's because Beckham his mustache. Uh, yeah, I mean, you can, you're not going to listen to a guy with that kind of mustache. Right. He can't be a leader of men with that kind of mustache. Right. Did you see the kid that, like, like dressed up as him? Like, had a play yeah, that sheet? was weird. It was odd. Fist bump. He's not a guy you dress as. No. Ben McAdoo. He's a guy you run away from if you're a child. <laughs> Anyway, uh, Ashish uh, put this on the show sheet for us to He basically extrapolated um, what Brady's stats would be through 16 Uh, games. Right, if he had played 16 instead of 12. Which was 4,739 yards, 37 touchdowns, 3 picks. Which would have been insane. Which, in 2010, he had 3,900 yards, 36 touchdowns, 4 picks. That was his MVP season. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I mean, obviously, you can't really account for the four games that he didn't play right. if you want to that's, magically that's extrapolate his statistics <laughs> right. and come up with, well, he would have clearly had his best season ever. Uh, through 12 games, he had 3,554 yards, 28 touchdowns, two interceptions. A 112.2 passer rating. Insane season for Brady. I mean, are we? Uh, can we really, though— are we really going to go through every season for Tom Brady no. and ask, is this his best? It's impossible to pick which one's his best. Well, he, ne- he He's never bad. He did. He now owns the record for best touchdown to interception ratio, which is, which is better, uh, which was formerly um, held by Nick Foles. Right. So that goes to show you what that statistic really means. <laughs> well, now a good quarterback actually has that stati- statistic. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, Nick <laughs> Foles had it, so Brady had to make sure that he had it because right. Brady's got uh, like almost every record in the book at this point. Right. He, I really think, to an extent, that's what he's playing for. Uh, I know he's a well, team, he has all he's a team guy. He but... has all, all the postseason records. Now he just needs to pass Peyton Manning in passing touchdowns, which he should if he plays another year. And he's got to pass uh, Montana in Wins. Super Bowls. Yeah. Exactly. You Wins. Passing yards is going to be tough because if he plays five more years, it won't be. He's gonna he's gonna fly past people if he plays. I mean, he's 45. if Drew Brees still plays, though, Drew Brees is ahead of him. Yeah, I mean, uh, and quarter- Drew Brees quarterbacks that like- might retire before Tom Brady. Drew Brees is on that list. Eli Manning's on that list. <laughs> Think about it. Ben Roethlisberger's on that list. Tony Romo's on that. Tony list. Tony Romo's <laughs> uh, probably his career is already over. <laughs> RG three. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> RG3 will probably be out of football before Tom Brady. Andrew Luck. Johnny Manziel. No, Tim Andrew Tebow. Luck. Andrew Luck will still be around. <laughs> I'm just naming. So many quarterbacks have come and gone while Tim Tom Brady's Tebow. just been dominant for the past 16 years. This is his 17th season with the Patriots. It's impossible to pick which is his best. Right. Come on. He, he's won uh, four Super Bowls. One of those years you've got to consider his best because he won Super Bowls. But to me, if he wins it this year, yeah, you can put it on the short list of uh, potentially best years of Tom Brady's career. Mm-hmm. But to me, it's all about winning that championship. Yeah, getting that, uh, getting Go- Goodell to hand him that trophy. Oh, my gosh. Wouldn't that be something? You think, he, you think he even looks him in the eye when he takes it from him? Who, Goodell or Brady? Brady. You think Brady even looks him in the eye? You think he shakes his hand when he takes that trophy from Goodell? Do you think Goodell sends one of his, like, minions to Maybe. give it to him? Maybe Goodell doesn't even show up to do it. <laughs> I wouldn't. Yeah, I mean, the way that he's been acting, he won't even come to Gillette. He's a coward. Right. He probably won't even go to the Super Bowl. He probably won't. You're right. All right, we're going to have to take a quick break here. We're up against it. Uh, hour number three of the Sports Splash will continue after this long break, and we're going to talk uh, a lot more about football for the next hour, so don't go anywhere. The Stretch Run with Jimmy Murphy, weekdays from 3 to 6 on ESPN New Hampshire Radio.